What's up? This is Patrick at Radicards, and today we're going to be talking about how having a very specific focus helps you and other people around you. So, think about person A, okay? This gentleman has been collecting baseball cards for eight years, and he specifically collects Chicago Cubs anything. He's just a big Cubs fan. He grew up in Chicago, he's got family there. Um, he's just, you know, forever a Cubs fan. So, in his circles over the years, he's told people, he's informed people that he is a big Chicago Cubs fan. So everybody knows him um, as a baseball card collector that collects specifically Chicago Cubs stuff, whatever that be, um, you know, Ernie Banks up to Chris Bryant and everything in between. Um, so it's very easy to know what this gentleman collects. All right. So now think about person B. All right. This gentleman has been collecting for six years, and he just likes sports stuff. doesn't really matter what it is. He's just out and about. He looks at sports stuff, and he buys what he likes. So when you go into his collection, um, nothing really relates to one another. It's just this kind of like college of different things um, kind of bunched together in his office, in his house. Um, so you know he likes sports stuff, but you don't know with what any specific degree what specifically this gentleman collects within sports stuff. He just likes sports stuff. Um, now, now that you know person A and person B, um, ask yourself, which one of these gentlemen would make it easy for me to buy a gift for specifically like, uh, you know, um, gentleman A collects Cubs stuff, gentleman B collects any sports item. You know, you can make an argument for both sides. If, um, it would be easiest for me to buy something for Gentleman A because I could just get a Cubs anything and he'd be happy. Gentleman B, I can really just close my eyes and grab the first sports item I see and it would work for person B. But, you know, the effort with which you put toward acquiring a certain gift for somebody based on the knowledge that you have of that person and their collection uh, might show on the receiving end, uh, when that gentleman receives said gift. Um, you know, if you know that gentleman A collects cubs, it would be pretty easy to find something that he would like. Now, it would make more sense to get to know his collection in a deeper manner. Ask him, hey, you know, bring me your top 10 or 20 best pieces, the pieces that best represent your cubs collection, so I can see your favorite items, your favorite, favorite pieces. This would give you an idea of specifically what within the Cubs this gentleman likes, and that would help you formulate an idea of what you could get this person um, as a gift on you know some milestone occasion, say a holiday or a birthday. Um, person B, uh, this might be a little bit more difficult. You could still pose the same question: Hey, give me you know five or six items that, you, that best represent your collection and what they bring you will give you an understanding of what this person likes within their collection of just miscellaneous sports stuff, right? Uh, and then that will help you understand how best to procure a certain item for their collection or what to get for them specifically. This is an interesting conversation because it's about human communication. If you divulge detailed information about what you like, your passion, your hobby, um, it would make it easier for other people to identify gifts 
uh, for you, or even uh, present to you negotiations for trades or um, um, you know other things in the realm of, of your hobby that would allow you to identify something um, uh, that, that you might like in your collection if you're person A or person B. So whatever information you share with somebody, they learn a little bit more about you and you do the same with them. Um, collecting is no different. That Those kinds of conversations are, are uh, important uh, to get to know one another and, and, and who, who collects what. And also, you guys, the knowledge transfer between the two of you helps because you share information they share with you and you guys get to learn about one another. Um, this is very important. Uh, and, 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 you know, try to embrace what you collect and, and, and the hobby and embrace uh, the excitement and the passion that you have um, because passion is important. And baseball cards and sports cards allow us to exercise a degree of passion that, that, that helps us remain excited about life uh, because life is stressful. So baseball cards are in a way to allow to um, diffuse some of that stress so we can remain excited regardless of what's happening in our lives. Um, baseball cards in that way are kind of like, uh, you know, sort of a savior in a way. Um, but when you, you know, when you talk to somebody about your collection, um, be as authentic as you can about the information that you're sharing, because, you know, if you're the, you're the, the, if you're you and nothing else, if you're not trying to be something else, um, People will know the most authentic version of you, so they, they will be able to uh, buy what they know makes you happy. You know, instead of positioning yourself um, as you know trying to be somebody you're not because you have an assumption of what that person expects you to be, I think you're going to find that the results are going to yield uh, high, uh, somewhat less desirable outcomes than if you were just yourself and the person on the receiving end got to know the true you, right? Uh, so this is a really important piece. You know, you might find this on dating sites. You know, the, the recommendation is be as authentic as you can up front because it'll detract the right kind of people to you, not the wrong kind of people. See, if you try to be somebody you're not, you're going to attract the wrong kind of people into your circle. Um, and, and, and especially in the dating world, that's highly, highly undesirable. But in the collecting world, also highly undesirable. Like you say, you know, you want to impress your friends, so you tell them that you're big into Mickey Mantle cards or whatever else. Um, of course, you don't have any Mickey Mantle cards, but you, let's say you collect Dante Bichette, but you don't want to tell people you collect Dante Bichette. There's nothing wrong with collecting Dante Bichette, by the way. I'm just saying that. And your friends, they collect Mantle, so you too want to fit in with the group. Um, you know, variety is a spice of life. That you don't collect what everybody else collects is actually a good thing, right? Instead of trying to fit in, you know, embrace the possibility of standing out, okay? And you will be known as the 100% the, the version of yourself. And that's the only really way we should want to be known, right? Um, if you collect somebody who nobody else collects, great. You know, there's a lot of benefits to that. No competition or low competition. Um, and um, cost is, is, is significantly reduced. You know, where a lot of people are in the market, uh, there can, things can get pretty hairy at auction time. Um, and so, you know, embrace what you collect be yourself and be as authentic as you can uh, when you're describing what it is to collect other people. This will help others to get to know you and get to know your collection, get to know what you would like, uh, so that when comes certain times to interact with um, uh, items that you might like in the future, 
um, they can put you ahead of the game and they can say, hey, you know, I found a, a great you know, Ernie Banks card. I'm going to think of such and so and so because I know he collects Ernie, the Chicago Cubs stuff, right? So this degree of salience is very important with uh, negotiations, with connection building, relationship building. Um, it's just an important uh, aspect important factor to be transparent about what you collect so that people can know you and your collection uh, very easily. They can put a definition on it. You know, person B, we know he collects sports stuff, but we can't really define within that category what this person collects specifically. Is it bobbleheads? You know, is it jerseys? Is it framed, signed items? You know, is it baseball? Is it cards? You know, what is it? So when someone has a clear definition of what you collect, uh, that can help with transactions going forward. Now, again, going back to person B, if it is you that collects everything under the sun sports-wise, you know, start to think about your start to think about collection and ask yourself, what within my collection do I value the most? What are the most important pieces that mean, you know, what, what makes the most sense when I represent my collection? What are the pieces that represent my collection? Those are the kinds of pieces that you should allow to shine when people ask you what it is specifically you collect. So, uh, you know, bottom line, the whole point here I'm trying to explain is, is be authentic, uh, be transparent with, with uh, when people ask you what you collect so that um, this will allow you to put yourself in potential situations that could be desirable in the future should they exist, right? And we talked about some of those with, you know, gift giving and potential negotiations and deals and things like that. So I hope you got something out of this conversation and you, you're able to, you found this somewhat educational. And uh, thank you for tuning in to radicards.com. And until next time, enjoy collecting. If you like this content, please subscribe. Thank you. Enjoy collecting. <laughs>